0: You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com, the world's leader in internet talk radio.
1: All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the host, guest, and its callers.
2: You have just stepped into a Crest-Free Zone with Dr. Pat Basile. What is crust? Well, crust is that stuff that stands between you and what you want out of life. Crust is what keeps you stuck. Crust is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living your deepest heart's desire. So get ready to do some serious crust busting with Dr. Pat Basile and break through those layers of crusty conditioning to reveal the unlimited possibilities available to you to live your life full out. Dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Good morning, everyone, and uh, thank you for joining me today uh, for this amazing show. Uh, I want to let you know that this is a pre-recorded show uh, from last week, and it is my interview with Ms. Gloria Steinem. And what I'd like to do is invite you to write this number down right now, and we are going to do this pre-recorded interview and after uh the second half well in the second half of the in of the show open up the phone lines for comments. Uh what I will be doing is forwarding your comments uh to Gloria Steinem directly. So we invite you to participate in this exciting discussion uh in know, in, in probing uh, each and every one of us for where we are today in terms of uh... uh... bringing equality in for all people everywhere so the number to call in is one triple eight three three five five two oh four one triple eight three three five five two oh four and you'll hear in a moment that this interview is being brought to you exclusively by mary foley go bodacious you will hear much more about mary and what she is doing the amazing work she is doing and uh... please uh, Go to the website, GoBodacious.com, and uh, experience uh, some of the fabulous information that Mary is offering for free. Well, enough of me right now. Let's begin the interview. Thank you for joining me today.
3: Welcome to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basile. We are coming to you live to bring you stories of people like you and me who are busting through to their unlimited possibilities. Right about now, you may be asking, what is crust? Crust is what keeps you stuck. It is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living life full out. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining me today on Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. And I am Dr. Pat, and I'm here with my amazing producer,
0: Benny Mathers.
3: And we are going to be talking about power today, and we're going to be talking about, oh, a, a wide range of things with Ms. Gloria Steinem. And uh, also, uh, I, I put out there that there were five words that she said to me about 10 years ago that changed my life forever. And I'm truly, in this moment, getting to really understand uh, what they mean. And so we are going to have that conversation with her in a minute. We are going to take a short break right now. And when we come back, and when we come (laughs) back, I'm waiting for Bonnie. Bonnie's on the phone right now. She's giving us the go ahead. Gloria. Okay, we've got a thumbs up. When we come back, uh, we will be joined by Miss Gloria Steinem. We'll be right back.
1: Busting listeners, this is author and speaker Mary Foley. I'm thrilled to sponsor Dr. Pat's interview with Gloria Sinem. You see, Gloria's message of self empowerment for women is also my passion. Through writing books, speaking, workshops, tele-seminars, and more, my aim is to inspire women to courageously be in charge of their lives. I call that being bodacious. You can be bodacious too. I'm here to help. Go to my website. Go right now and get one of my free resources to get started. Thanks so much. Enjoy the interview and make it a bodacious day.
0: Today's interview with Gloria Steinem is exclusively sponsored by Mary Foley, author of Bodacious Woman, outrageously in charge of your life and loving it. Mary is a national thought leader for women in business. She is a highly sought after speaker and author who, just like Gloria, is passionate about women leading empowered lives and having an equal opportunity to realize their dreams. After starting in America Online as an $8 an hour customer service rep, Mary rose through the ranks to become AOL's first head of corporate training. Along the way, she survived six layoffs, a collapsed marriage, office politics, career disappointments and still emerged as a bodacious woman. Mary is now inspiring women everywhere to be courageously in charge of their lives. She encourages women to be bold, to take a risk, to stand up for themselves and be bodacious. As one enthusiastic reader says, Mary teaches you how to reach within and step out of your comfort zone to accomplish what you really want in life. Are you ready to take charge of your life? Let Mary show you the way. Listeners of today's show can get a free ebook by Mary. Just go to her website at www.gobodacious.com and get your copy. This ebook is valued at $19.95, but it's yours absolutely free again to get your free ebook go to www.gobodacious.com find out how you can be bodacious and lead an empowered and more fulfilled life and now here's Dr. Pat Vasilli and America's leading feminist Gloria Steinem
3: welcome back to the show you're listening to Busting your way to an Awesome life with me Dr. Pat Vailli and I am here today I am so honored to have. Uh, Gloria Steinem on the show today and let me just say a little bit about her and and I really can only say a little bit about her or else I would take up the entire hour it would be about me and we never got about the show (laughs) Um, and then let me say this spanning two centuries as a writer and an activist Gloria Steinem has been a leader in women's rights movement Uh, She has never lived her life by conventional definitions. I love that because we're going to talk about that today. In the early 60s, when there were few women journalists and almost no women uh, covering politics, Gloria Steinem invented her career as a freelance writer with a political beat. And now we talk about the women's movement and changing uh, society. And Gloria was at its helm, helping to found Ms. Magazine, the National Women's Political Caucus, the Women's Action Alliance, and the Ms. Foundation for Women. In the 1980s and 90s, Gloria became a best-selling author with books that include "Outrageous Acts" and "Everyday Rebellions: Revolution from Within." And that's a book of self-esteem, "Doing 60," and "Moving Beyond Beyond Words." And I have those books here now. And so, let me introduce you to uh, Ms. Gloria Steinem. Welcome to the show, Gloria.
4: Oh, thank you, and thank you for that great introduction. Well, um, I, I, and it's hard to remember that we've kind of just begun,
3: you know, mm. when I listen
4: to all that we've done. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I hope I didn't make you tired. No, no, no. <laughs> uh. Well, there is a question that I ask each and every one of my guests that I have on the show, because my show is about uplifting and inspiring messages, and messages that enable people to live their lives full out. And sometimes I have been accused of making it seem so easy. And so I have this question, and it goes something like this. Here we are living life outrageously, living our dream, bringing our messages to the world. And my question is this. Sometimes we make it look so easy. What sort of obstacles have uh, you had to overcome to be doing what you're doing in this very moment? Well, when you say
4: that, I think of the original obstacle for, for a lot of women. Um, it, it's still true, but less so, I think. Uh, and that was that we were told that our position in life was natural, that it was due to biology or God or Freud, and <laughs> it just couldn't be changed. And that's the most difficult, you know, because then you are taught to feel that the source of your problem is within yourself, that it's immutable, uh, and there's, there's just no chance of moving. And I think what got us out of that really was just listening to each other, sitting down mm-hmm. in, in group in small groups and hearing a woman say something that we thought we alone were feeling um, and realizing that if uh, unique people, and we are each of us unique, were experiencing the same problem, it was probably political and it could be changed.
3: You mentioned that you know sitting down and having the conversation, and that that brings me to something that I've been saying to our, to our listeners in anticipation of you coming on, and that is that there were five words that you had said to me, and I think it was about ten or twelve years ago when I worked in the corporation, and you had come in and were talking about. Oh, so many things. And I remember in the initial conversation, you invited all of us to get off our chairs and come up and sit on the floor in a gathering. And so that was the first thing. And of course, you know, I, I did that totally petrified. And then my best friend handed me a ticket to lunch because we were a part of human resources. And she had a ticket to have lunch with you. And she said, you know, I'm going to give this to you. She said, I don't know why, but someday you are going to remember this lunch. And so I, I went in, and I sat about three or four feet across the table from you and directly across, and I can remember being absolutely petrified. I was immobile. I was, uh, didn't know what to say. I felt totally out of my power. I felt unworthy, all of the things that supported, I know now today, a belief that isn't true. But you looked at me, and you said, said the sentence. You said, do something outrageous each day. And I have to tell you, I have never forgotten those words, and I have been doing that ever since, including leaving that company shortly thereafter, going back to school. And and you have so inspired so many people. What I'd like to do is just let you know that that you are so loved by so many people. Well, thank you.
4: Uh, and I thank you. I mean, the, the, probably the greatest gift we can give each other is the feeling that we've made a difference, and you've just... Given that to me, and I'm, uh, you know, and I'm really, I'm really very grateful. And and the, um, the place that that came from the do something outrageous every day, w- was that after discussions and lectures that really were always interesting and full of energy and you know people learning from each other because I did always try to break down the hierarchy of lectures by creating a discussion or creating a circle or whatever. But you still wonder what's going to happen the next day and the next and the next. So I always used to make a kind of organizer's bargain with people that if each one promised to do something outrageous in the cause of simple justice in the next 24 hours, um, that I would too, and that that meant that in 48 hours the world would be better. And also you'd have such a good time (laughs) that you'd never again... Get up in the morning, saying, "Will I do an outrageous thing?" But just which one am I going to do today?
3: Actually, that's so true because now it's like I have a list, and I have to prioritize them. <laughs> that's
4: great. <laughs> that's uh, great. But I know that you the, that you went uh, out and and you know left that job and got a PhD and. Here you are, you know, inspiring other people. So, you know, it's a great it's a great parable in itself what you've done.
3: There's something that someone said to me in anticipation. I've gotten a number of emails and phone calls from our listeners and from people that uh, know about this interview. A woman said this to me because we were talking about, you know, the status of the women's movement today, which we'll talk about in a second. And she said, let me just say this. She said, you know, we are standing on the shoulders of the women and the people that have come before us. And what she wanted me to express to you is how grateful she was that you and people that have done the amazing things that you have done have really had some broad, broad shoulders for a bunch of us to stand on. And that what she said also was that the challenge for her is to have the strength to create shoulders strong enough for others. How would you help us in that way to build those, those shoulders?
4: Well, I I think the the realization that there's a very long struggle ahead and that we need those shoulders is number one, and she already understands that because the way that change is is stopped is first by saying it's not necessary, and then when we do it anyway, the second stage of resistance is to say, well, it used to be necessary, but it's not anymore. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole mythology out there that somehow the women's movement is over or the civil rights movement is over and so on. But I think that w- one way to have those shoulders is, is to think to ourselves when something unfair happens, suppose this was happening to someone else, because sometimes we don't, especially women, don't take ourselves seriously mm-hmm. enough. Uh, suppose this was an injustice happening to someone I love or happening because of race or religion, or, you know, and to, to behave on our own behalf as we would behave on somebody else's behalf, in, in a way, women need to reverse the golden rule and say, um, "We will treat ourselves as well as as we treat others." And one thing that I find is helpful, just in a practical way, is to remember that the that young girls are watching. And you know, if we pass a mirror and com- complain about how we look, they're watching. And if we, uh, you know, swallow an insult or don't name an injustice or question why we're being treated unequally or why, you know, the boys in class are getting called on more than the girls or, you know, whatever it is, um, if we're teachers, you know, whatever it may be, a young girl is watching us. And that, I think, just in a a very personal, daily, intimate sense, helps us to behave in a self-respecting way, and that's what creates the shoulders.
3: It is a daily practice, isn't it, what we're talking about,
4: Yes. Um, no. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's it's about our language, and uh, I mean, even as, as simple a as thing as try as never saying women who don't work about homemakers because homemakers actually work longer and harder than any class of worker in the United States, and for less pay and more incidents of of violence and uh, depression. I mean, you know. It's, Raising baby humans and taking care of the home mm-hmm. is important work. And if we just always say women who work inside the home and women who work outside the home, or men who work inside the home, you know, for, because that occasionally happens too. But it, it, we, if we honor that work with our words, it's a, it's a step towards honoring it with respect and money and security.
3: I know that my mother would be the first to say that, and she complained continuously about the minimum wage. There was no minimum wage for her. Yes,
4: right. No, it's it's sort of what did you do with the fifty dollars I gave you yesterday? Yeah, it, <laughs> right, it, it's right. like
3: you know I gave you money yesterday to buy groceries. Where right, where right, is right. that? I mean, what did you do with that? And she right. was very vocal about that. Uh, it, it was. I'm I'm so glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. many of our listeners that are listening today are in the situation you've talked about.
4: And well, you, if we just change the context, I mean, marriage certainly should be at least as equal as a business partnership.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And in a business partnership, you know, all the, the, the money that comes in is equally divided. The decisions have to be made equally. Uh, you know, if we, if we put it in that context, it helps.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned something about, you know, the, the movement hasn't gone away. Let's talk a bit about the March for Women's Lives and the fact that there were, uh, what is it, 1.15 million people that attended that and I know that uh, you were there, and I, many people. We had 2,000 people from the state of Washington there, which oh, was that's great. that's wonderful. Yeah, it was fabulous. I, my question is, how did that feel? How would you describe the feeling when you stepped up to the microphone to, to address everyone? What did you see when you looked out?
4: It, it, it's an, just an ocean of, of humanity, but an ocean is perhaps a bad image because each of the people was so individual and had great signs and buttons and hats and spirit. It was it's by far the biggest march I've ever been to. And also I think it was the one that had the greatest combination of good humor and anger hmm. at the same time. Determination and, and spontaneity. Determination for the future and spontaneity at that moment. Yeah,
3: so many things that i 've read about it, and we had a, a woman was on my show yesterday who came in and talked about her experience and the fact that she has now come back to the state of Washington and has created a new way for women to be here in in business. And uh, we talked about women and women's empowerment. And I guess the question came up about, you know, to ask you, what do you believe are like the one or two crowning achievements for women's empowerment and equality over the past, oh, let me say 30 years?
4: Um, I think, you know, as I was saying before, just the, that now the majority of people in the country no longer believe that women's position is dictated by biology or is somehow natural, that, they, that, that, that we all share a belief in, in equal treatment and justice, uh, at least the great majority does. Um, you know, that's, that's a huge, huge accomplishment. And that we have uh, enunciated a human right that wasn't enunciated before because it's more necessary for women than for men, and that is reproductive freedom.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: It's as important, at least as important, as freedom of speech or freedom of assembly or, you know, the the other basic freedoms, uh, because whether a woman has children or not is the single biggest determinant of whether she's healthy or not, whether what her economic status is, can she control her own life, um And she gives birth to herself before she gives birth to someone else. You know, that that reproductive freedom means the right to have and not to have children, and it is a basic human right that no government can uh, Mm -hmm. interfere with.
3: Well, let's uh, take a short break, and when we come back, let's talk more about uh, the march and why that is so important right now today in some of the decisions that are going to be made and in the, the, today's campaign. <coughs> so stay tuned. We'll be right back with Gloria Steinem, more about women living outrageously. We'll be right back.
0: you're enjoying today's interview with America's leading feminist, Gloria Steinem. Our exclusive sponsor, author and speaker, Mary Foley, is bringing this show to you today. Mary is the author of the best-selling book, Bodacious Career, and she has just released her newest book, Bodacious Woman, outrageously in charge of your life and loving it. By exclusively sponsoring today's show, Mary is reintroducing Gloria Steinem's themes of equality and empowerment to all women, especially those who are under the age of 40. In her newest book, Bodacious Woman, Mary says women of all ages can live boldly, courageously, and yes, bodaciously, to unleash the power in their lives. In Bodacious Woman, Mary playfully declares that she wants to live her life like her nail collar, Wildberry full up on passion and feeling alive. So how about you? Are you ready to live your life with pizzazz, with flair, with guts, and with passion? Let Mary Foley guide you to become the bodacious woman you want to be. Find out how you can put yourself on the path to personal and professional empowerment. Learn how to say goodbye to the inner good girl and how to say hello to your inner bodacious woman. To get you started, Mary is giving away a free chapter of Bodacious Woman to listeners of this show. Just go to Mary's website at www.gobodacious.com and get your very own copy. As one reader declares, this book has the power to change your life. Your free Bodacious Woman chapter is waiting for you at www.gobodacious.com. And now, back to our interview with Dr. Pat Basile and Gloria Steinem.
3: Welcome back to the show, and yes, you're listening to a fabulous conversation with Ms. Gloria Steinem. What is important today for us to hear and the action that we need to take? What is the most important issue, uh, Gloria, that we need to be involved with today?
4: The single most important issue right now, given the year we're in and given the power of this country in the world is voting. We are, the United States is, the least participatory democracy in the entire world. We have by far the lowest voting rate. So our leadership is chosen by a, definitely not by a majority. If you count everybody who's eligible and then, you know, everyone who votes, it's only a third of the country or not even that. And yet this this leadership is, influences the lives of every other country. So if we want us to be a democracy again, we absolutely have to have the self-respect and indeed the sense of rebellion almost because it's become so uh, uh, almost unusual to vote, especially among young people and poor people in particular groups, to, to use that vote. That's the one place in the country and the world in which the least powerful person is as powerful as the most mm-hmm. powerful. And we've, we have to use that.
3: And so that is a call for all of us to get out there and do that. And and especially the,
4: the, a group that, that holds the future of this nation in its hands are, are, are women on their own. That is, women under 65 who are unmarried or divorced or widowed, um, they had about 50% of the households in the country. If they feel the, the social issues the, the most, you know, they're the most mm-hmm. subject to the fact that we're the only democracy without a national system of child care or health care. They have the least faith in, in violence solving anything. Um, and if they had voted in the same proportion of the rest of the country, we would be in a completely different place today. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have Bush in the White House. Uh, we wouldn't have broken every environmental treaty uh, that has, you know, come, come before us. Um, we wouldn't have reproductive freedom in jeopardy now. You know, even think about the state of Florida where Bush won, or theoretically won, by 537 votes. Mm-hmm. If single women had voted in the same proportion as everybody else, there would have been 200,000 votes against Bush. So, you know... The the very group that feels that doesn't vote because we feel the least powerful is actually the most powerful.
3: Mm -hmm. You know, and we're showing our power uh, in a lot of ways. And there's a question that I want to ask you about the power of women. It goes like this. What I'm seeing is that unprecedented in human history, 1,600 women a day across America are starting their own businesses. And there are currently about 10 million women business owners, and that's growing. And the question is, why do you think this trend is happening, and what does this mean for women's empowerment?
4: Well, I I think it's happening uh, in some ways for the same reason that immigrant groups and other minority groups have started their own business, because they can't get through someone else's hierarchy. So if you think about the Irish immigrants, the Italian immigrants, uh, you know, they tended and, and, and groups of Jews... In general, because there was anti-Semitism within the uh, corporate and business world, they, women in some ways are a psychic immigrant group. We're like the last immigrant group, so, so we're following the same pattern. But I think we have additional reasons to do it. We need more adjustable lives because, unfairly, we have more responsible uh, responsibility for children than men do, so we need adjustable work lives and and starting our own business is a a way of doing that
5: Mm -hmm.
4: of course these are smaller businesses yes but um the country should be enormously grateful to women for that because that's where most jobs are created the fortune 500 hasn't created a new job since 1968 you know it's it's these small businesses that create the work
3: and that is really, the the numbers are really staggering uh, in that way. You know, I know that uh, you will be uh, having to go in a few minutes, and there's a question that comes to mind, and, and it's something, another thing that, I, that I, I heard you say that stuck with me. And you said that we have to imagine change before we can get, begin to move toward it. And I wonder if we could spend a few minutes in, in creating an image of change. If we were to write a story right now imagining this change, who would be the characters? What would be the relationships? And how would the story end?
4: Well, we we could write the story of, of families uh, and or a family and a family in which it's understood that that men are as loving and nurturing as women are. It's a libel on men to say otherwise. Uh, That children, babies and little children, are raised as much by men as by women, so they grow up knowing that men can be loving and nurturing. And, you know, that already would make an enormous, (laughs) enormous change Mm -hmm. in the way we think about gender Mm -hmm. and 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 a change that stretches all the way up to questions of violence, because um, the idea of proving one's masculinity is a major way that men are kind of blackmailed into endangering themselves and also being violent towards other people. So, you know, if we just took one family and didn't think about its form, you know, because it actually, the form, you know, the question of whether children are raised by a by grandparents or parents, or there's a blended family, or what you know, the, the the form is not important. What's important is the content. Do we see both men and women being loving and nurturing towards children, and both women and men being uh, achieving in the outside world? If we could just raise one generation of kids like that,
5: right.
4: without violence and and with an understanding. Uh, You know, of of all human qualities, being in all people, who who knows what the world could be.
3: Well, that certainly would put an end to the violence against women, wouldn't it?
4: Yes, and and there's no reason why men have to be afraid of each other. You know, the men's movement is very eloquent about saying that men's job is ending male violence, not only against women, but against other men.
3: That is eloquent, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So it really is a call for all of us.
4: Yes, absolutely, and it's it's possible. You know, it's hard to see a deer when you haven't seen a deer, but um, if if we and so some of us kind of don't believe that that men can raise babies and small children, but of course it's not. We have only to find examples. They may be scarce, but they're they're there.
3: Yeah, and you do invite us to do that. You invite us to. You know, stand on the bend of a river, and this is something that you said in closing. You, you invite us to stand on the bend of a river, and some of us are there to help pull people out. And you also call for some of us to be there to, st- you know, figure out why people mm-hmm. are drowning.
4: Yeah, I think, I think that's, the, that's the challenge that we have to do both. We have to keep people from drowning, but we also have to look at the long term and have a vision of hope that keeps people from falling in.
3: Well, thank you so much for joining the show today. Um, Thank you. And hope to see you next week here.
4: Yes, great. In Seattle. We have to continue after our last meeting of 10 years ago.
3: Well, why don't we do that? Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you. Okay. Let's take a short break right now, and we'll be right back.
0: Today's interview with Dr. Pat Vasily and Gloria Steinem was brought to you exclusively by bodacious author and speaker, Mary Foley. If you're ready to lead an empowered, courageous, fulfilled and exciting bodacious life, Mary Foley can show you how. Mary is a national thought leader for women in business. She's the author of the best-selling book, Bodacious Career. And her newest book, Bodacious Woman, outrageously in charge of your life and loving it is now available at www.gobodacious.com. You can download a free chapter of Bodacious Woman and also get your free Bodacious Career eBook from www.gobodacious.com. To book Mary Foley as a speaker and to learn more about how you can be part of the Bodacious Movement to empower all women, please visit www.gobodacious.com today. Remember, you can live bodaciously. Our thanks to Gloria Steinem and Dr. Pat Basile for inviting us to exclusively sponsor this fascinating and powerful interview on the Crust Busting Radio Show. We salute you, Pat and Gloria, and all bodacious women everywhere.
1: Hi, Crust Busting listeners. This is author and speaker, Mary Foley. I want to share with you something I am passionate about, being bodacious. Yes, that's right, bodacious. You see, after starting at America Online as an $8 an hour customer service rep, I roast the ranks to become the company's first head of corporate training of 12,000. Along with those 10 years, I also survived six layoffs, a collapsed marriage, office politics, career disappointments, and learned that being bold, audacious, courageous, bodacious was the only way to thrive in today's world. I share my lessons learned of career and personal success through my bodacious books, Speaking, writing, teleseminars, and more. In my newest book, Bodacious Woman Outrageously in Charge of Your Life and Loving It, I declare that I want to live like my nail color, Wildberry, full up on passion and feeling alive. Go right now to my website, gobodacious.com, and find out more about my books, ebooks, teleseminars, speaking, and more. Or if you'd like, give me a call at 703 251 251. 4899. That's 703-251-4899. And remember, make it a bodacious day.
2: Well, welcome back to the show. Thank you all so much for listening to this amazing interview with Miss Gloria Steinem. And as I said earlier, we have opened up the phone lines. Let me give the number out one more time. One triple eight three three five five two oh four. One triple eight three three five five two oh four. I will be compiling uh all of your comments. Uh And be sending them, I will be sending them personally to uh, Ms. Gloria Steinem. Uh, Now I understand we have uh, the phones lighting up, so let's bring on our first caller. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi, welcome to the show. Well, let's bring on our next caller. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, who am I speaking with? This is uh, this is Dr. Wendy Davis. Hi, we've got two people on. Let's take one at a time and then maybe we could chime in in a, conver- in, a in a panel conversation. This <laughs> Sounds is very great. exciting. <laughs> Sounds
5: Hi good. Wendy,
2: where are you Hi. calling from? From Montclair, New Jersey. Oh, great. That's some of my old stomping ground. Excellent. Wow. Now tell me a little bit about uh, what resonated with you. In a panel conversation. Okay. Yes. Tell me a little bit about what resonated with you during this
6: interview. Uh, what didn't resonate is yeah. more the question. <laughs> uh, it's just so wonderful to hear Gloria keep uh, saying, in her calm and poised way, how we are progressing as a humanity, as people, as men and women. And what 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 also struck me is is when she was talking about raising nonviolent children and. I do a lot of work with children, and I see that a lot of them are very confused these days, and one of the confusions has to do with loss since September 11th, uh, since a lot of kids are dealing with uh, the loss of people close to them in their lives, um, seeing war on TV once again. And I see that there's a lot of um, not being able to deal with loss, and now since Gloria has. Experienced a personal loss just so so recently, and I also have experienced a loss of my mother suddenly. I was wondering what she thought about um, the inadequacies of society and how can we actually bring more of that tenderness and compassion around dealing with loss and how she's dealing with it on her own as well. Mm-hmm. So those were the reflections that I that struck me towards the end, especially
2: and you you are for a listening audience let's just let everyone know that we are talking about the loss of her husband um, yes. several months ago, and, um, you know, how she is reflecting on that. I, I can share one thing with you, having uh, been at the presentation in Seattle uh, there uh, to hear her talk, and, of course, we presented her with an honorary, honorary cross-busting award at that time.
6: Which she um, deserves
2: completely. You <laughs> know, <laughs> living outrageously, and one of the cross-busting rules of engagement is perseverance. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, uh, to see her up there many, many years later uh, was absolutely uplifting and inspiring in many ways for many, many people. And I will say this, that she did share, um, you know, her compassion and um, her feelings about her husband so graciously Mm -hmm. with the audience. So... Um, What I can say about what I experienced as the tears ran down my face Mm -hmm. was a woman, you know, in gracious, gracious, gracious woman, uh, Mm -hmm. vulnerable, and her talk about how vulnerability is power. Exactly.
7: For men and
2: women. Mm -hmm. And rather than talk about it, what I got to see firsthand and experience
6: was her demonstration of it. Mm-hmm. She was actually feeling it and mm-hmm. allowing those feelings to yeah. be there.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: That's great. Yeah. And I, I just wish her all the best, and I, I want to just continue to support her work and the work that so many of us are doing to, to make this world the the beautiful heaven that it is meant to be. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much for listening
2: and, to the and show. And thank you,
6: Pat. You and keep beautiful it up, girl. Montclair, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, it is, a, and it's a beautiful day today. And I'm heading out to to work with some kids at South Orange Middle School. So big shout out to them.
2: Well, much success to you, and I look forward to hearing from you again.
6: Yes, definitely, Pat. Take care. Thank you
2: for contributing to the world. Yeah. Well, thank you. It feels good to hear that. <laughs> we
5: care.
2: need to remind each other. Exactly. Well, that. We need you to remind each other sometimes. Mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> you betcha. Okay,
8: thank blessings. You. Bye-bye. Take care.
2: Well, hi, I think we have a second caller. Is Pacey, are you on the line?
8: Hi, Pat, yeah.
2: Well, how are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? Good. Now, what did you think of uh, this interview?
8: I thought, Well, I think she's an extraordinary lady, and you and I wouldn't be where we are now without someone like that, mm. really taking the initiative, but I like very much what you said about um, standing on a bend of a river mm. to help people out and keep people from drowning,
5: mm-hmm.
8: and I thought that, that was very touching. I thought many things in that interview were.
2: Mm.
8: So That's just a kind of, real
2: visual picture, isn't it?
8: Oh, it is, and I think, I think you're very much there for that since your goal is to, I think, help a million people.
2: That is my goal to help a million people this year, at least. Mm-hmm. And
8: you're helping pull people out of that river. I think I think you're helping a lot of people, saving people from drowning. So is Gloria. So well, it's thank a nice you. parallel.
2: Thank you. Was there any um, you know uh, anything she said in her message uh, in terms of what the most important issue? Anything there that you picked up on? That you anything that surprised you?
8: Well, I think what, what the last caller said about the vulnerability, the fact that she allowed herself to show that,
5: mm-hmm.
8: because we, we look at people like her as, as being so strong that they're not allowed to show that, but she's strong enough to actually show that. Mm. So that, that affected me a lot.
2: Yeah, we certainly do have a kind of strange view of uh, what crying means or what showing emotion uh, or compassion means, don't we?
8: We do. We have to allow
2: ourselves. <laughs> I know. It's that crusty stuff.
8: <laughs> it is. I mean, it helps get away, get rid of the crust. Exactly. Mhm.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that's wonderful. Um, anything else that you'd like to
8: share? A message for Gloria? Just to to keep being the wonderful person she is, and to keep changing history. Oh, I love that. Keep
2: changing history. <laughs> I don't think that has been said in in you know the callers that. Uh, we've we've talked with, but changing, I don't think I've thought about it quite that way. Yeah, history in the making, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm.
8: She's a major role model, so mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, that it, was a wonderful interview.
2: Well, thank you so much. And thank you so much for listening to the show and calling in. Um, and keep,
8: keep helping people, pulling them out of the river like Gloria is.
2: I'll, I will do my best.
8: <laughs>
5: <laughs> right,
8: well, you know, you. I have
2: some folks that help me, and this is what's important, and she and I talked about this. I have actually, I have some folks that when I'm tipping over in the river there, getting a little wet, that they're there for me. And I think, you know, the contribution, and she said, the greatest thing we can do for each other is to be there and support each other. Absolutely. And you know, thank you so much for that. And you let me know any time that you need support. Oh you too, please. Excellent. And Have a, a great, you, great day. Thank you, you so too. much. Bye. Wow. Wow, that's uh that's amazing. Um oh. It's hard to know what to say. Uh I know we're getting some more callers. Um let me give out this number one more time: one triple eight three three five five two zero four. That's one triple eight three three five five two zero four. Toll-free number. We're going to be taking a short break. We would love to get more callers, more comments. Uh, what did you hear that uh, you know is inspiring you? Um, what would you like to hear more of? And I will make sure that Ms. Gloria Steinem gets all of these comments and questions. And, uh, you know, we will uh, together create the world that we want to live in. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basile on Voice America. We'll be right back.
1: Hi, Crust Busting listeners. This is author and speaker, Mary Foley. I want to share with you something I'm passionate about, being bodacious. Yes, bodacious. You can be bodacious, too. Go right now to my website, gobodacious.com, and find out more about my books, ebooks, books speaking, and more. Or if you'd like, give me a call at 703-251-4899. That's 703-251-4899. Four eight nine nine, And remember, make it a bodacious day.
0: Today's fascinating interview with Gloria Steinem and Dr. Pat Basile is brought to you exclusively by bodacious woman, author and speaker, Mary Foley. Mary asks, how bodacious are you? Are you leading a satisfying and fulfilled life? Are you respected? Are you courageous? Do you feel personally empowered? Why not put yourself on the path to being bodacious? Start today by buying Mary's newest book, Bodacious Woman, outrageously in charge of your life and loving it. It's now available directly at her website, www.gobodacious.com. You'll discover the bodacious woman mantra that's inspiring thousands of women to live exciting, bodacious lives. You'll learn how to be in charge of your life and love it. Listeners of today's show can sample Mary's new book by downloading a free chapter from www.gobodacious.com. But that's not all. Mary is also generously offering her bodacious career ebook to our listeners, absolutely free. This ebook is valued at $19.95 and is full of valuable advice and powerful tips to help you move ahead in your career and make more money. To get your free ebook, Go to www.gobodacious.com. Remember, you can decide who and what you want to be, and go for it. You can look within, think strategically, and act bodaciously. Let Mary Foley and Bodacious Woman show you how. Go to www.gobodacious.com. And now, back to our interview with Dr. Pat Basile and Gloria Steinem.
1: back to the
2: show. You're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Hi, Awesome Life. Busting
1: listeners.
2: <laughs> well, there's Mary again. Boy, I love Mary Foley. Uh, come on in, Mary, because what we have here, we're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat, and we have invited people to participate in this show. And right now, we have a caller on the line. We actually have the lines are, are, are completely lit up. So let's take our callers one at a time. I believe we have Krista there. Hi, Krista.
9: Yeah. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi, um, thanks for having me. (laughs) Great. Um, I just wanted to say that, um, I really agree with what you said about being able to cry because there's so many people out there that think it's a weak thing if you, if you cry. And I think, and I believe very strongly that it takes an even stronger person to be able to break down and show vulnerability and show, um, emotion. Than, than a weak person, um, and I think that those people who say that it's weak to show that um, are the people that just don't know how to deal with it, and I, so I applaud that, and I definitely think that um, it takes a bigger person to be able to show um, emotion, mm. so I just wanted to say that and express my, um, my gratitude towards both of you for bringing that kind of topic up into light.
2: Thank you so much. I, you know, for me, uh, I for, for a large part of my life, it was difficult to cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I'm making up for it now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
5: Definitely.
2: You know? <laughs> You go to see the movie Shrek and I'm crying. <laughs> um, but you, and you're right. And I, and I so relate to what you're saying because I, I think for, for a large part of us, and, and not just men, I mean, a lot, a lot of times we talk about men not, not really quiet crying, but I know for me that it, it was equally difficult to cry for whatever reasons I had about that. And once right. I learned to do that, there was mm-hmm. just no stopping me. And is that your experience?
9: It it is. It is. Um, I've always been an emotional person where I I wear my emotions on my sleeve Mm -hmm. type thing. And obviously there's a time and place for that. But um, I've experienced that where, you know, if I um, sometimes... It, it it's like a release almost if you sit there and cry. For some people, if they write down their feelings, it's a release for them. For others, sometimes you just need a good cry to get it all out. <laughs> and totally. So definitely, um, I think I, I completely agree with you.
2: Now let me ask you this. Was there any one thing that hit you more than the other in the interview and listening to Gloria's words?
9: You know, not really. I think all of it is really relevant. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's not one specific thing that stands out to me right now. Okay. Um, but you know, I I just feel like, um, you know, thanks for making those strides. Oh uh, yes. Towards uh, towards you know wh- where we are today, and we got to keep going, and um, we have to empower ourselves. That's and, wonderful. And, I hadn't thought about that. Empower ourselves. Yes, we have to. We have to empower ourselves, and we have to empower ourselves so that we can be examples for our children, and for those that look up to us, um, are you know, as mentors. So, so definitely, empower yourself.
2: <laughs> That's that, those are great words. Empower yourself, and those are words that will get passed on to Gloria Steinem because. Like so, like, just like you, me, and so many people, we have been empowered by, uh, her words and, you know, people that have done the kinds of things that she's doing. And, you know, and people like yourself that call in and have the courage to express your point of view and step forth and really want to share your gifts and your message with the world. I want to thank you for that. Thank you for calling in today.
9: Thank you. Keep it up. Uh, okay.
2: great show. Thank you Thank so you. much. I, you know, I, like I said before, you know, you, when we have people to sort of follow and and just get on those shoulders, life gets a lot easier, and I'm feeling that way now. Thank you so much for listening.
9: Thank you. Have bye a bye great bye. day. You too. Okay. <laughs>
2: bye, bye Wow. Oh, this is really exciting. Uh, I believe we have another caller. Let's take our next caller. Hi, Jane. Hi, Dr. Pat. How are you? Well, great. How are you? Oh, just great. What did you think of that interview?
7: Oh, you know, I'm so moved. This is such an amazing woman. I was thinking about what she said, um, that women work inside the home and how we need to honor that work with our words and how important our words are because they really reflect what we feel and what we value. And I had never... I never thought of it. When we say, oh, a housewife or a homemaker, we really don't do justice to the incredible work that each woman does in the home, especially if they're raising children at the same time. And mm-hmm. I, I just feel that it was such a wake-up call for me to, to watch my language and how many times I've listened to my mom say that she doesn't work. And what a dismissal that is of just the tremendous work that she's done all her life and how it really doesn't value her. And um, so anyway, I'm pledging to myself to really watch my language and to to honor the work that women do inside the home um, with my words. And the second thing I was really struck by, mm-hmm. actually, there were a couple, because she always says so much. It's like, oh, I want to think about this. I want her to slow down so I can I can think about it. And yet I'm, I know she's, you know, we only have limited time with her, and so I'm just scribbling like crazy. Um, but when she said that we need more adjustable work lives, isn't that true? You know, referring to women, because there is so much work that does get done inside the home as well as raising children, which is such a precious thing. Um, in terms of role that Mm -hmm. uh, so many of us play. And to know that that is what we do and that we have a right to adjust our work lives. And, you know, this whole thing about women going into um, business for themselves so that they can adjust their work life. I just love the concept of adjustable work lives instead of coming coming from the scarcity point of view of trying to make things work just honoring the fact that we're entitled to an adjustable work life and really taking that in, I I thought, was a fabulous concept. Mm -hmm. And I also loved um, what she said about the form of the family, that um, Mm. not to think about the form of the family. We get raised um, in society thinking a family is this way, and, you know, we joke about that thing with, you know, parents and 2.2 kids. And yet, that's strictly form, isn't it? And what's really important um, is the contents of the family. You know, how much love is being expressed, and who cares who's expressing it? It's how much love and how much respect and how much trust and reliability and those sorts of things that really redefine family. So redefining family according to content or contents rather than form, I thought was such a, a wonderful, wonderful truth. And I was really, really struck by that. And then the, the last two things were um, when she talked about if we could just raise one generation of kids without violence and with knowing that we have all of the qualities within masculine and feminine, every single one of us, because we're all human, and not to genderize, that's my word, ourselves into a polarization gosh, you know, that inclusivity of honoring all within, and therefore we can honor all without, um, I think is such a powerful concept. So when she calls for all of us, you know, men and women alike, it's in the spirit of inclusivity of ending the violence. And it just gives me um, chicken skin, as we say in Hawaii, because... I don't think there's anything more important, in my opinion, than ending the violence against ourselves, and consequently then, if we don't, it gets projected out onto others. And, and so I'm extremely grateful for the work that she's done and continues to do and is just tireless. And I so admire her energy, her um, perseverance, and her ability to keep on going. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really a, a marvelous, marvelous hero for me, and i'm I'm very grateful for all her words. and want to thank you so much for the interview and also to to Mary Foley because mm-hmm. that was an incredible gift to all of us. And thanks, Dr. Pat.
2: Thank you, and I'll pass that on to Mary if she's not listening. Thank you so much for calling in today. Thank you, Jane from Hawaii. Thank you, Krista. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Tacy. Thank you all of to all of my listeners out there. You are the best, best, best. And thank you, Mary Foley, for bringing this show to millions of people around the world. And thank you, Ms. Gloria Steinem, for all that you are. Until next week, make yourself an absolutely magnificent life the crust busting way each day, starting with this day. See you next week.
0: Today's interview with Dr. Pat Basile and Gloria Steinem was brought to you exclusively by Bodacious author and speaker, Mary Foley. If you're ready to lead an empowered, courageous, fulfilled, and exciting Bodacious life, Mary Foley can show you how. Mary is a national thought leader for women in business. She's the author of the best-selling book, Bodacious Career, and her newest book, bodacious woman outrageously in charge of your life and loving it is now available at www.gobodacious.com you can download a free chapter of bodacious woman and also get your free bodacious career ebook from www.gobodacious.com To book Mary Foley as a speaker and to learn more about how you can be part of the bodacious movement to empower all women, please visit www.gobodacious.com today. Remember, you can live bodaciously. Our thanks to Gloria Steinem and Dr. Pat Basile for inviting us to exclusively sponsor this fascinating and powerful interview on the Crust Busting Radio Show. We salute you, Pat and Gloria, and all bodacious women everywhere. joining us today for Crust Busting with Dr. Pat Basile. Crust Busting with Dr. Pat can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific time on voiceamerica.com. For a copy of today's program or to learn more about Crustbusting, visit www.crustbusting.com.